Hello and welcome to BlazePod. It is Tuesday the 14th of March. My name is Ben and on the line is Andrew. He is, he is a bit under the weather, I think. How, how are you feeling today, mate? I'm doing terribly, mate. Once again, <laughs> as, as last month, I had, a, I had flu last month. I've got a bad cold this month. Um, and you're not a crap, so it's, yeah, the double whammy, but yeah, um, oh god, I mean, I didn't go on Saturday, I should probably put that out right now, because, um, yeah, I've had a few things going off, and um, I, I couldn't get there, I, I'd have missed kickoff, um, and I, I were gutted, I genuinely were gutted, because I wanted to obviously meet up with you and stuff, and Noah came over and things like that, but I just didn't get the chance, and now I'm sat here, probably the best decision I've made all week. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, this is going to be a really quick podcast because um, that was one of the most boring games I've seen oh. for a long time. Like, yeah, it's certainly for a couple of seasons. I mean, I watched the highlights back yesterday um, yeah. and got bored watching them because nothing happened yeah. at all. Like, yeah. I think there I was... Think Go on, the, sorry. On the EF... sorry, on the EFL show, I think they um, I think they showed the first half. I think we were the main game. I didn't watch this, someone told me. And the first half highlights were Bogle. Giving a foul away. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, there was. Um, I think this game could be summarised as Luton scored a goal. Luton had one other shot. I think it was Woodrow. Yeah, and that was basically the only things that happened in the entire game. It turns out I learned later that Billy Sharp kind of socked someone and got away with it, which is yeah. So I, mean, I did watch the. I did watch the game. I uh, paid for SUTV, um, so I did watch it. I did see that. And I, I think I texted you at the time saying, uh, it might have not been you, but anyway, and said, Sharp were lucky there. Imagine if you were at the game that you didn't really see that, but I was thinking, why have you done that, mate? Like, we're 1-0 down, but yeah, I think it was quite pivotal. It felt pivotal to me to turn up like that in such a big game off the back of a win, a good win. Pretty indefensible, really. We know how Luton play. They make games messy. They flood the midfield. They, you know, they, they go direct. They flood their own box when you're defending and. I don't know, he decided to counter that by never going down the wings. <laughs> Lobbing the balls into the box second half to three strikers who weren't winning anything. And playing the first half like we were delighted with the point, like Carlos Arba was saying in the first half. He changed his tune in the second, in fairness. But in the first half, he was saying, you know, point's not bad. It'll be a good point. If we, you know, we take the nil-nil. I'm thinking, no, 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 don't do that. Because for a start, that's how you lose games. <laughs> yeah, quite. Um <clears throat> yeah, so I, I feel like some t- I, we sometimes get these kind of messages on Twitter, like, oh, you know, I, I need to listen to uh, Blaze Pod yeah. to, you know, help me <laughs> help me come to terms with uh, an annoying defeat. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to help people do that today because. Yeah. Um, so let, let me offer a small defence just to get started. You know, you said it was pretty indefensible. That game, as you sort of touched on, that was basic. We got Luton essentially. It was the yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's how pretty much every Luton game goes. It's like usually just one goal. If they get the first goal, they generally win the game. You know, very very little happens. They keep it incredibly tight. As I said on the last one, they give up possession on the wings and crowd their box. So it was going to be um, a game where can our wing backs make a positive impact? Well, no. I thought Bogle. No, yeah had an absolute stinker, one of his worst games, and Lowe yeah. was kind of anonymous. And, yeah, very little support from Armad Odzic or, or Jack Robinson. So, I don't know, I think I said this last time as well, it's like Luton are basically the anti-Swansea in that they yeah. don't care about the ball. But actually, with with sort of like uh, some... And having now watched the game, I, I probably should have taken that metaphor a bit further into we match up so well against Swansea that we will obliterate them probably 99 times yeah. out of 100 yeah. Whereas Luton are kind of, 
I think they probably are our foil a little bit in terms of they match up well against what we're trying to do. So that's my defence. The they're good at what they're doing. Yeah, my, the flip. That's they're what... good at what they're doing. They might not be pretty, but they're very, very, very good at what they're doing. There's no. It's not a coincidence that two seasons running, they've you know they were finishing the playoffs last year, and they they're probably going to finish in the playoffs this year. They're strong. They have a genuine plan. They have a couple up front who are a nuisance, but we played right into it. Yeah, and I. So that was my defence, if you like. Uh, this is where I'm getting a bit worried now. Like, I don't know what our plan is right now. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's not a good time of the season to be having those <laughs> conversations. You know, everything kind of points to us still being a good team, even with this blip. We're just not playing as well as we definitely can do. But I was baffled, I have to admit. I think it's the, I might be going over the top here. It might be the, not the worst we've played since I came, but maybe the most baffled I've been in terms of like, what's the, I don't, what's the plan here? What, we're just, we were, cr- we were quite obvious in the first half, cruising towards, uh, at best, a nil-nil, but probably because of what Luton do, mm. a one-nil defeat. And we didn't change... You texted me, actually, at half-time and said we need two changes at half-time, so we're not just saying this in hindsight. And I think everyone thought that. And we didn't. We, we came out in the second half. We started a little bit better, but as soon as they scored, I think we had that one Egan chance and then a McBurney sort of chance, and that were it. Yeah, I think at about... I think about 80 minutes we'd had like four shots or something because I was looking at... Uh, well, so my, my dad didn't make it to this game because he was at, um, he had a work thing. You obviously weren't there. Uh, Eggy was ill as well. So I was I was sat on my yeah, own. Yeah. I had no one to sit with. So I was like, you know, it just exacerbated how boring it was. So I, I, yeah. ne- I really never look at my phone during games, like so rarely. Um, but I was just sat there like, this is so boring. Nothing's happening. I will actually look at the stats from this game. And yeah, we'd, I think we'd had four shots after about 80 minutes, 85 minutes yeah. or something. It was just, yeah, it was pretty pathetic. But um, I mean, the first half kicks off and I thought this is one of the most dull games of all time, which it was. <laughs> but then to be fair to Luton, they had a, at least they had a 10-minute spell in that in that first half where they created a couple of half chances and they, and they I won't say they penned us in, but they had more possession in our half than we did in their half at least they had they and as we you know as we know that's how they play I, i'm not going to not loot them for making it a boring game because that's that's how they win football matches yeah do you uh a bit of a thought experiment would you would you feel any better if this had finished nil nil um and you know it played out exactly the same no not at all yeah i wouldn't either yeah the, the thing is someone asked me actually on s2 today i said uh, on the last pod if we get three from the next two, meaning Luton and Sunderland, it wouldn't be that bad. Hmm. And he said, like, do you still agree with that? And I said, well, now I do, yeah, because obviously <laughs> we've lost this one. So, like, three points is, yeah, fantastic. But it's more about that if we'd have lost this game 1-0 and peppered the goal and it were just a good game where we lost, and you, you know, I, I, I can accept that. And I think it'd be disappointing when we're saying, oh, you know, we've lost, you know, Middlesbrough's game ground on us. But I wouldn't be anywhere near as despondent as I am now because that is the word. I were angry last week, and I'm pretty despondent this week. He's getting to the point where tomorrow, tomorrow's match, I'm like, ugh. Rather than, yeah, pretty much all season, I've been thinking, oh, looking forward to that. Oh, it's a bit nerve-wracking, you know, we're not playing great. I really am tomorrow going, oh, God, I've got to watch that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a good... Uh, I, I, it's a hard mindset to shake off. I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like I've sort of been a bit worn down by this season by people saying it's going to go wrong, and then, you know, now it actually looks like it might go wrong. The thing is now, I said last week that it was the most concerned I've been. And if you're asking me right now what I think's going to happen, and I've just got the Sunderland view from and they all think the same. I think Borough are going to go up. I think they are going to catch us because I don't see how the way we're playing, 
and how mentally drained this team looks. How we are going to just turn this around suddenly and win six or seven out of the final ten? To be fair, I remember us both saying this at the end of last season. You remember we needed to win the last three to get in the playoffs, and we did do that. Yeah. So we, I'm not saying it's over. I'm certainly not waving the white flag. But as an opinion, as a as I'm sat here right now, and it could all change this week. You know, Middlesbrough lose tonight, we beat Sunderland, and once again. It swings, but it's not about the results. It's about the performances. And that, I think that was the worst performance of the season, even above Rotherham, simply because we were riding on it. Mm, the, um, uh, I think Dave said, uh, Deadbart said this um, afterwards, when he? it's like, it's almost, it's almost immaterial how well Middlesbrough are doing because we've yeah, yeah, stopped yeah, yeah. playing well ourselves. And so it doesn't yeah. really matter, you know, because someone, someone's going to catch us essentially if we, that's if it. We I mean, at the moment, the way we, the way things are going, we're we're not in terms of stats. I don't want people to take this wrong way and say you know just going over the top. But in terms of the way we are playing, I think we've got much, as, as much chance of finishing fourth or second simply because mm-hmm. Luton are on a good run. That they're only six points off us. Blackburn's only nine off us, and we we won two out of the last six. I've got a stat here actually. We scored twenty one goals in the last fifteen games, which is appalling for an automatic promoter. You know, people a team who want automatic promotion. Yeah, that is not good. I did notice that we've. I think our last five games have been one nil in either direction, like we, including yeah. um, uh, including the cup game, obviously. And this, to be fair, this is what we did. So as soon as we come back from the international break, we were, we were shading those games against the lesser sides. Mm. But I don't know what's happened to that team at the start of the season, and I think that's where it's so frustrating that <clears throat> I think Ekibot and the players, the squad, and everything deserve massive amounts of credit to getting into this position with all the rubbish going on behind the scenes, and people might say you can't blame it. I think you can, to a degree. I don't think you can blame it now. I think mm. you could say also... I think if this were happening in January, when all the... You know, we weren't sure about what, who were leaving and who was staying, and we had all the injuries, I think then you could... And the training pitch and everything. I don't think you can suddenly turn around now and say, oh, it's because of what's going off the field. The off-the-field stuff's been going all season. Nothing's changed. And I think they deserve a massive amount of credit for getting second. But if we're going to be honest, this squad and this manager is going to be remembered ultimately for blowing a 13 point lead and that's just the way it will go if it happens yeah I suppose in terms of things we could do um I think we'd probably have to freshen up the team now with the players that we've absolutely got I mean Flex starting against Luton was a little bit baffling at the time I think he probably would have been my third or fourth choice to start in that position um when we were talking about you know what what Luton do and I understand the, the physical, and I, and I get McAtee's not the most physical, and I, I get it in that sense to a degree, but I don't know what, how we thought we were going to create anything without midfield three against a team like Luton. Yeah, exactly. I, I'd rather lean into our strengths, which we were obviously doing at the start of the season. Than, yeah. yeah. Um, and then that first substitution of turning to Sharp as your first change was just... I mean, there can't have been there can't be more than ten people in that entire ground that thought that was a good idea, and I imagine several of them had related to Billy Sharp. Like, yeah, with respect to him, like that is not a game changing substitution at all. And no. it went it went exactly as I'm sure the vast majority of us thought it would. Like, we created just as little as we had been doing all the way through the game, and as it as it happens, he should have been sent off for uh, punching one of their players. Um, I don't get it. I don't. I, I... It's like we're not creating anything. Let's bring Billy Sharp on. What? You know what I mean? That that's not going to change anything. I actually thought Doyle and McAtee were arguably our best players when they came on, but I think mm. a lot of that were obviously Luton had gone deeper. But I, yeah, an absolute like I say, it was a baffling, a baffling setup, a baffling first eleven, a baffling approach, and then a baffling set of substitutions at the end as well. I just, 
And this is where it is worrying, I think. I think, like I say, if we'd have lost 1-0 and it had been, you know, a, a game such as... I'm trying to think of a game that we've lost, you know, when we've lost... Middlesbrough, you know, when we lost to Middlesbrough mm. and we were creating chances and we'd got done or something like that on the on the, on the counter-attack, <clears throat> I think you could be sat here and saying, one of them games, come on, move on, you yeah. know, it's going to happen in the running. But it's the performance more than anything else that has really put the... You know, the, the mood has changed massively, even from Wednesday night because of the Tuesday night, should I say, even just purely because of how badly we played, because it was a, a, a downright bad performance. Yeah, there's some of our uh, better players are scuffling a bit at the moment, for want of a better word, aren't they? Norwood sort of stringing together, yeah. what, four or five? I didn't see the Reading game, um, but, you know, it feels like maybe four out of five yeah. bad performances, um, which yeah. is unusual for him. He usually has... Yeah. You know, one bad performance and then four or five really good ones. Um, who else is there? Bogle. I said, oh man, he is really struggling yeah. at the moment. I'm a, I'm a massive fan of him, but I would start Baldock every game for the rest of the season yeah. now, and and have have Bogle as your, um, you know, we, we need a we need a goal. We've got more space. Yeah, you substitute. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Whether you're winning well. or losing, really, if you're winning, he's a great player to bring on for you know counter attacks, and uh, yeah, he's a good player in theory for. Ninety percent of our big players are playing really bad. Norwood, Berger's anonymous, pretty much. I <laughs> What's going on there, man? Just, I don't know. Just, it's just like he's not even on the pitch. No, um, uh, Bogle's been awful. Low struggling. Low struggling. And I'm at odd say outside of the Spurs game where he played a completely different position to what he has been playing. Has been really poor as well. I think I personally think you can forgive Endai and McBurney. I think Endai's trying way too much at the moment, mm. which. He's inexperienced, and I, but I don't really blame him for it because he's obviously looking around and thinking, well, at least he's showing, you know, this is the other thing where I, I don't know if we, in terms of leaders, I don't know where we stand with that. But nobody, in fairness to him, always does want the ball. He were, he were awful on Saturday, but he put some terrible crosses in, but he did ask for the ball. Put some terrible Flight crosses was, out as well. Well, yeah, really bad, but at least he asked for the ball. Berger didn't ask for the ball. Fleck didn't want it. Bogle didn't want it. Lowe didn't want it. And then dies, you know, probably the only one outside of Norwood who's actually trying something, yeah. and it's not coming off. But he's trying it, and that—that that is what I mean by taking, you know, showing leadership and and not being scared. Because I thought we looked paralysed with fear. Yeah, yeah. Times I mean, where, yeah, Bogle got the ball down the right, and he just sort of stops as if his legs had literally froze. Yeah. You know, like, I, I can't understand. I understand the confidence has gone a little bit because, you know, we've been caught up and it, it gets to the nerve. And to throw this away is, is going to live in the, live in our fan, memories of the fans, but it's going to live probably more even on the on the manager and players because a lot of them will never get the chance to play in the Premier League again. And I understand that, but this is where you've got to step up. I remember the Warnock season where we had the same sort of blip when we got promoted. Mm-hmm. And we played Southampton at home, I don't know if you remember. And I remember going into the ground and it was just, everyone was scared. Yeah, I think I that, remember, at yeah. that point, yeah. I think Leeds were like a point behind us at that point and, and Watford two points or whatever. And we'd blown it basically the same as it looked now. Um, and I remember that Jaggy Elka goal going in. I think he was going score first. And after that, we never really looked back. We weren't great, but we got, we got the job done. But I look at that team and you had an experienced manager in Warnock. You had Shipley, you had Short, you had Morgan, you had Unsworth. I don't know if this squad has got those sort of people who have been through this before. We certainly haven't got the manager who's been through something like this before. So this is the dilemma for the next game, I think. Is do you, And I, I really don't know what the answer is here. I know which one I side on, but I don't know if it's the right thing to do. Whether you roll with the you know senior players, if you like, that have been performing badly. You know, So you, you 
you stick with your tried and tested Norwood, mm. Berger, etc. Or whether you just basically pull the trigger and like, no, you've underperformed too much now. Doyle, yeah. you're starting. McAtee, you're starting. I don't know whether we're going to rip up the formation, but definitely would get Baldock back in, for example. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe Kiri- oh, I probably wouldn't swap Jack Robinson because I think he has been, um, yeah, he has yeah. been consistently good. I think Jemison deserves to be back on the bench. I yeah, don't, that's weird. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand him not... I don't get that. I, I mean, that I feel is. like that's you know quite far down the list of like odd managerial choices, but having yeah. two centre-backs and a right yeah. wing-back on the bench and <clears> not that extra striker. So Sharp was the only striker on the bench uh, this weekend. Yeah. When you got make, yeah, yeah, that's that's your game changer. I, it, yeah, bizarre. I think, I think it's really easy to say, and I probably would do this: throw Doyle in, throw McAtee in. I've even seen people, he's injured, unfortunately. I've even seen people say put Brooks in at, at left wing back, and I get that because these players have underperformed now for a long time, a long period of time, in terms of you know what two months or whatever. Um, but then again. You know, I mean, are they going to come in fresh or are they going to be crippled by the anxiety? It's yeah. hard to say. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, so I'm a, you know, a, a reactionary short-termism fan. I, I was like, no, play the good play the good players immediately. Get Doyle in immediately. I want to see McAtee. Yeah, I, want, yeah. I want us to see like a no-fear performance at Sunderland. Yeah. But it's it's not that simple, is it? It's not as simple as just no. ripping up the entire team and replacing all the players and suddenly they'll magically be great again. This is it. On Saturday night, I was saying four at the back, even get Adam Davis in. You know what I mean? Just sort of throw them all out. They deserve to... But when you look at it logically, which Ekin Bottom will have to do, hmm. it's, it's, it's really is. Because this, this Sunderland game, depending on what happens tonight with Middlesbrough, I expect they will win. I know Stoke will be in good form, but I, I, and that massively puts pressure on us because the likelihood is we're going to go into the international break in third place, albeit with a with a game in hand. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll have. Right, yeah, um, so, yeah. um, but for the first time since whenever, you know, October or whatever, we're going to be not in the top two. And that'll be mentally huge, I think. So it is a massive game on Wednesday, but I don't know. I don't know. We just, I thought we looked a team on Saturday who looked shot. I really do. Yeah, I feel like I've been there before with this team, like, you know, and then they do actually turn it around. But um, yeah, it's it's troubling, isn't it? I'm, I'm not confident at all for Wednesday night, even though Sunderland are, you know, basically the most league average Team in the, the the most average team in the league, essentially. Um, yeah, you know, I think pretty much every metric has them like thirteenth in the table, which is pretty. Much, I think yeah. that's what they are at the moment. But I just, I don't know. It's it's hard to after they really just suck the life here that life out of you that last performance. I mean, yeah, it's it's just um, I don't know. I just feel like yeah, if if Sunderland score first, then that's it. it's another yeah. loss. That's the problem. It, we keep losing then. these games. Why aren't we drawing any of these games? I don't know. And like I say, is that a mentality thing? Does that start going around where we've only come back once, I think, uh, when we've gone behind uh, all season? Yeah, I mean, I not, not many teams do, but it's more the fact that yeah, we've, yeah. like, the team that scored first. You say that, but Middlesbrough have, done it, Middlesbrough have done it twice, three times maybe, in the past five games. This weekend, didn't they, and against us? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I don't know. It's not... I don't know. I'd like to say I were angry last week, and this I'm just despondent this week, to be honest. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what we do if uh, we lose tomorrow night. As in, like, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be really hard to come back from. I think that's going to be such a yeah. A I, agree. I think if you, I mean, if you go there, if you're going to win at Sunderland, I know I've just said they're an average team, but that is a tough place to go. Uh, that uh, yeah. you know, it will have a, a big home crowd. They obviously beat Middlesbrough themselves not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. You go and win there. That uh, that writes a lot of wrongs, and I'm I'm pretty certain that most Middlesbrough fans will be 
banking on us losing tomorrow night yeah. as well as them winning yeah, yeah. two nights. So, yeah, I think if you win that, then suddenly everything looks great. You've got the FA Cup quarterfinal on, at the weekend. Then you get a little break to recharge. Yeah, it's it's such a... I know we said this about the Reading game, but this just feels like such a pivotal like swing game. Like you know, yeah. a, a, I guess a draw is probably okay. Like that, That'll probably just leave me sort of feeling like, eh, I guess we just held our nerve a little bit. But I think a win, I'm going to feel... Really confident, not really confident, I guess, but you know, yeah, confident that we're getting over the hump a bit. Um, and a loss, I'm just gonna be in like, I don't actually want to talk about this anymore kind of mode, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I do agree with what you mean. I think, like I say, I don't think this will happen, but we could be recording this Thursday morning or whatever and saying, Wow, seven points again with only nine games to go. Could happen, it's not, you know, but I personally think the way it is going, it's more likely that we're going to be sat here saying mm, one point yeah. <laughs> or two points or whatever it's going to be because I don't know. And like you say, I'm the same and Deadbat said it as well, but it's, I'm really not bothered about, I am bothered about Middlesbrough, obviously, but as you said, if we carry on playing as we are and getting the results that we are, someone else is going to catch us even if Middlesbrough all of a sudden go off the rails. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because we're still, you know, we're on 67 points. We're still going to have to get up to 80-something to get... Yeah. Um, to get top two, regardless of who's chasing us, I suppose. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it really, uh, it really did rock my confidence because I was thinking six home games to go before Saturday. Um, Luton, unquestionably our toughest uh, remaining home game. Uh, you know, you, you win this one, it sets up so nicely. Like we could, we could really be looking at like fifteen points from our six home games. Yeah. I know we still could be looking at that now, but it, it feels harder to win five in a row if you like. Um, yeah. And like I say, coming off the back of the Reading win, which weren't a great performance, but you th- I really did think we're going to be really up for this. Mm. You know, looting at home, you sort of get them rid of it, like out of whatever they thought they might be able to do in terms of automatic promotion. And then, you you know, you're going into a tough game against Sunderland, still seven points clear. And to, like I say, it's the performance. It's nothing to do with the result. You know, good teams are going to lose to Luton, but I imagine, I mean, Luton probably can't have had many easier games, really. In terms of what they've had to like come up against, I don't in, think in so. I mean, I, I just I don't know if I fell asleep and missed it, but I don't remember us having a single meaningful chance in the entire game. Like their goalkeeper, didn't I think make Egan a... right at the end, and he probably should have scored, but it's you know Story of his he, life, isn't it? again all all the chances that we created. It's bizarre when we took Jack Robinson off, and this is how bad it was that I was thinking, well, there goes our biggest creative threat just from his throws. Yeah, yeah, we ended up with ten shots in the end, but I mean, yeah, mm. did the goalkeeper make a save? Like I said, the eager one at the end. You might have missed that because I think you went went to the toilet. I did, you? yeah. So, I was, <laughs> yeah. oh, that was like when was that? Eighty ninth minute. Yeah, that must have happened yeah, just as I was like heading that. to the toilet. Yeah, yeah. I, I very, very, very rarely leave games early, but I was like, I'm cold, I'm bored, I need to yeah. get back to my wife and children at some point. I have to walk through the snow. I'm going to go to the toilet and then I'm going to go home. And uh, oh, so yeah. that's, I think I had the mindset of like, I really hope we score and I miss it, but I can live with that because <laughs> yeah, this has been yeah. so such a dispiriting 90 minutes. To and watch. that's the thing, if we had, a, as you said about the nil-nil, the other thing is if that Egan chance had gone in, I think we'd have been sat on here saying that's a massive get out of jail. Mm. I don't think the mood would have been that different. True. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Yeah, we, we would still have... Uh... Still be having concerns for sure. Um, I had a very nice uh, afternoon leading up to uh, the game. Anyway, it's a, like a classic United experience that from back in the day. I suppose everything was great until I left the pub. Um, yeah. yeah, great to meet uh, Noah from Red Half of Sheffield and JP as well. Who, yeah, he's a, a regular listener to this podcast and top lad. He actually did. He, he wants to do an outro for us at Christmas. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. 
um, like his own song, like his own, but not his own song, obviously. He's not, not yeah, yeah, yeah. So we played out, but I'm really good at him because I was going to try and meet him on Sunday, but you know, I've got a few issues, as you know, and stuff, and um, and I couldn't make it then. So I'm gutted. I'm hoping everything's going to be okay for Sunday. And I can meet him with Noah at least. Yeah, so Noah's come from California. Uh, JP was here from Norway. <laughs> it's mm. the crappiest game possible. I feel so sorry for him. I mean, were, uh, Noah was so happy they were on. Like, yes, come on. Yeah. And was like, oh, God. I'm sure he's had a great, uh, great time and everything, but I hope we get away because he's got a Sunderland, isn't he, Noah, on Wednesday? Uh, yeah, he is, yeah. And then um, obviously the Cup game as well. So we better win at least one of these games, I suppose. Uh, yeah, just just for him, if if nothing else. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed that with uh, with with Deadbat and Mark as well beforehand. And then yeah, unfortunately, the game was crap. Well, I mean, well done to United for getting the game on. <laughs> I did think this as I was leaving. Like, uh, yeah, well done to the amount of people who went down there. I mean, it, it was announced as twenty eighth hour, which it clearly wasn't. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I would you know there were a lot of people there who who probably regret it. <laughs> the other people coming from further than that when me and you live and stuff like that. And yeah. you must be thinking, God, why did I bother? I think my mate messaged me actually, it was 45 minutes to get car out just for that. <laughs> uh, well, at least you don't have to travel back to Norway or California or anything. No, like no. Um, no. Right, you're best off away from it. <laughs> <laughs> right, mate, I don't want to keep you too long because... Uh... You you are under the weather. Um, oh, it's ridiculous. I will. If anyone's got any advice about how not to be ill, then send it my way because I'm sick of it. I just got over my flu thing, and now I've got this. You're <coughs> sick of it. No pun intended. Um, do you want to uh, plug anything so, before we depart? I've just put out the pre-match view from Sunderland, um, and they are pretty much fancying the chances, which I do not blame them for, to be honest. And they're almost to a man have written, written us off for automatic promotion. So. Check it out. So now, now's the time, Blades, to like, you know, answer the call. Like, yeah, every football fan's going to be looking, thinking like, yeah, they've blown that. Like, it's it's already done. You know, yeah, it's not just oh, they might blow it. They have blown it. Right, time yeah. to respond. Get a win tomorrow. Get to Wembley on Sunday. We'll be having a much happier conversation. Come That's Monday, it. I think. That's yeah, it. I hope I'll be. Yeah, I'm over the flu. We're meeting up. We're getting the beers in after the Blackburn win. <laughs> Seven points clear and second in the uh, in the semi final of the cup. That's what we need. That'll that'll sort That's you the right. Dream. Yep, absolutely. That's the dream. <laughs> Who needs Lemsip? <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. I'm going to let you shoot off. Thanks so much for uh, yeah leaving leaving your sick bed to do this. And um, yeah, hope hope the family's doing well. And uh, yeah, hopefully United bring us a win tomorrow. And yeah, hopefully you're fit enough for uh, to make the match on Sunday as well. But yeah, th- yeah thanks very much, mate. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. Thank you.